Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Dinnerviews, the only podcast where the host buys sushi for a special guest. <laughs> I'm your host, King Beam. Um, we have a special guest we're here today, one of my closest friends on the planet Earth. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, my name is Christian Inman. Um, what should I say about myself? Um, give him like a little like elevator elevator pitch about like who you are, you know. Um, my name is Christian Inman. I'm an artist, singer, songwriter, and producer. Um, I arrange as well. Um, from Maryland, DMV. Always gonna rep DMV. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, that's who I am. All right. So, um, also, you know, thank you for having me. Of course, this is so cool, and thank I'm so excited. <laughs> Agreeing to do this. I'm so excited. You're, you're the first one. I don't know if this is going to be the first episode of the podcast or not, but this is my first ever ever official interview. So um, I'm proud of you. You're yeah. doing great. Thank you. We're gonna have a little fun. Yes, you we know, are. I don't want to like get straight into the music stuff. Okay. Yet. okay I just want to. you know your fans, everybody. Let's fans. let's get to know you better. <laughs> okay. But. Actually, this is kind of a musical question. Christian Inman, you know, a lot of people have, like, names. Yeah. Like, artist names. What made you decide to just not do that? I think that I thought about that for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I did. I thought about that for such a long time. I thought, maybe I need to have an artist name. Maybe I need to change my name and stuff. But I think I'm really big on authenticity. And um, I'm really big on people being who they are. And knowing that you don't have to change who you are to be successful in a certain space. And so when I started doing my music, it was always kind of a lingering thing. Like, should I change my name? Should I change my name? But I think mm -hmm. I have grown to really love my name. And also people tell me all the time, they're like, just keep your name. Because your name, yeah. it... it, it not that it's it's it like I couldn't change my name, but they're just like keep your name. Your name it works and people remember it, and so and it kind of rhymes. I noticed too, like Christian Inman. Yeah, you're like lucky. it was like an in. No one ever remembered my first name. I well, that's because your last name is so iconic. Yeah, but um. But I I remember your last I would, name. I would introduce myself as my first name, and then they'd come back and they'd be like Jeremy, and I'm like oh. <laughs> No, <laughs> that's not my name. <laughs> not my name. <laughs> so uh, yeah, now I'm King Beam. Yes, you are King yeah. Beam full time, and that's mm -hmm. incredible. Shut up, Beam. Yeah. Um. So what's something that you know no one knows about you? You know, like we know you you like to sing, but like, what else do you do? I don't think you know what I actually just recently learned. I learned that not a lot of people know that I like love makeup and I love doing my own makeup. I think. I, I, I was at, but when I was back at school, um, people saw me like come out like with the beat face and stuff, and they'd see like my makeup done, and they'd be like, "Wow, Christian is so bougie. Christian is so, he is going to get his makeup done by professional artists and stuff, or going to get his makeup done for these shows." And one day, someone was like, "You know what, Christian? Like, who's always going to do your makeup?" And I'm like, "Girl, it's me. It's just you. It's just me. Like, I'm You're doing just my that makeup. Good at it. No, it's not that I'm just that good at it. I I really do it a lot. But I just I love makeup. Like, one day I hope to like own my own like little makeup brand or something, or do partnerships with certain people. Um, but yeah, I just I love makeup. It's so fun, and y'all should get into it. It's it's so cool. It's so cool. But yeah, yeah. What about you? What's something people don't know about you? Throwing a question back, lol. I know. Is it good? Are you enjoying it? I am. How would you rate it out of ten? Um, you know that's kind of funny. That's actually my question. 
Okay, then I'll save it. You don't have to. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait, let you me can't eat like, some. You can't steal my. Okay, product. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not stealing it. Actually, I never asked you that, so this this isn't gonna be a part of the interview. I'm gonna keep it in. This is gonna be unfair. <laughs> it's staying in there. Okay. But when you when you rate it, you have to rate it like King Beam, right? Okay. It's either gonna be, you start off, with solid, right? It's a solid. Blank out of ten, okay. Mm-hmm. One, horrible. Mm-hmm. Five, mid. Six is good. Mid. Seven is like good. Eight is like, you know, it's like it's like it's better than good. Nine is great, but like ten is like, oh my gosh, this is one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. Okay. So like me personally, I'd give it like a solid, solid eight out of ten. Would recommend. Would recommend. Yeah. Okay. I would. I think I'm gonna give this a solid. I think an 8 out of 10 is really accurate, I think. Thank you. You hit that nail right on the head. I'm pretty right about my opinions. So. Most things, actually. Yeah. You're pretty right about a lot of things. Yeah, the shrimp shrimp pour is really good. Also, are you a fan of ginger? Ginger? Not really. Really? Yeah. I, I like pickles, ginger. though. Like, the picklish the pick- flavor. Like, of the I ginger. Like, I didn't used to like pickles. Really? But then this year, my friend told me, he forced me to get the pickle on my Chick-fil-A sandwich. Was that life changing? Changed my life. I know it's there for a reason. I think people who are pickle haters don't give it a chance. They see the green and they see, like you know, they think, "Oh, that's not going to be good." Yeah, but you just got to give it a chance. Exactly. Exactly. That's one thing people don't know about me. I love to cook. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna. If you didn't watch, because I'm gonna make a little like introduction episode. Like, if you didn't watch that, the whole point of this was supposed to be like. I was going to cook a meal for someone because I love to cook and then, like, interview them over dinner sort of thing. But, like, I'm in college and, <laughs> you know, I'm living in a dorm. I can't cook in the dorm. So I'm going to just go grab someone some food and we're going to sit down and eat. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. But, uh, yeah. So you're in a new era right now. I am. I am. I am. Tell us about this. How did you decide to evolve okay so for a long time i was really known for this big voice that i had i grew up in church and um i grew up my dad's a singer as well and so i always grew up singing a lot of like slower songs and then i got really good at singing the slow songs and so then i kind of got became known for my ballads and singing those kind of like acoustic songs Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I started to feel like, okay, I'm good at these ballads, but not that I don't want to do them anymore because I still love doing them, but they weren't as fulfilling. They started to not be as fulfilling because it was like, I'm just going to, my go-to was a was a ballad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for a long time, it felt like I was kind of hiding behind this big voice and people would say, Oh, people don't want to see you do this. They just want to hear you sing. Oh, people don't want to see this part of who you are. They just want to hear you sing. And I'm like, well, I can't just be a voice. Like, I can't just be a, 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 a known for just this one part of who I am because I'm a whole human being. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm a whole human being. And so I kind of, it was really scary to kind of delve into this new aspect of my artistry but i'm honestly the most comfortable i've ever been 
I'm the most comfortable I've ever been in my skin and in my music and in who I am because there's not really anything left to hide, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm shielding any part of what kind of music I like to make or what kind of music I want to make. I just feel like I'm the most me right now, which I'm really happy about. That's good. We were kind of talking about that before we started recording. I was saying that, like, whenever you're creating something, you don't want people to, like, just like what you're making. Yeah. And keep coming back for what you're making. Because, like, I mean, anybody can make music. Mm-hmm. Anybody can start a podcast, mm-hmm. but you want people to come back for you exactly. and love the person making it. And, you know, when when they love you, they'll come back and look at anything that you do. Anything exactly. That you and exactly. that's the fun part about being a creative. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. I feel like, I don't know, my favorite artists, I really enjoy who they are. And of course, it, their music, of course, plays a big part because I enjoy their music too. But I feel like my favorite artists, I enjoy the way that they carry themselves in their media and the way the things they do for the world and what they stand for. And um, I don't know. I just really think it's important. It's, it's so important to be a good human being. Yes. It's important. Extremely. And people sometimes undervalue that. And I think you can get you can get so far with just a smile, I think. And so, yeah, I just it's really important to love who you are and. Yeah, love who you are and love the things you're doing because then other people will gravitate towards it. If you don't love who you are, then you can't love anyone else. Exactly, and that's real, and that's so real. Exactly, because you can love you can love people, mm-hmm. but if you don't love yourself, you're never going to understand how to truly, like, healthily love people. Exactly. I was recording this YouTube video, and, like, off my dome, I came up with, like, the greatest quote. I was like, you can't. You can't view the beauty of the world if you're looking at it through eyes filled with hatred. Yes, that's so real. Wait, say that again. You can't see the beauty of the world if you're viewing it with eyes filled with hatred. And that's real. Yeah. That's real. I think for a long time, I kind of resented making music because, well, not resented making music. I was just honestly nervous Mm -hmm. because I had all these people telling me, oh, if you go about it this way, it's not going to work. If you go about it this way, you're not going to work. But then I'm th- listening to all these people, and none of these people do music. That's you know what I, I mean? Say. Did they, did they and make none it? Of, no, and none of them did music. And then I realized these people had this skewed image of who they thought I was and who they believed me to be. Mm-hmm. And then I started believing who they were telling me I was. And so when I'm thinking about how I'm going to go about this, I'm like, okay, I don't think that I should do this because this is how people see me. But once I realized that the only person that has to understand where I'm coming from in totality is me, exactly. that changed the game for me. And once I realized as long as I love what I'm doing and as long as I love who I'm being and I love the music I'm making and the people I'm surrounding myself with, that's all that matters. Yes. That's all that matters. And you can't, you can't, at least I believe, you cannot love... Yeah, I don't think you can make authentic art if you don't love the art you're making, you know? Because it's just, it's going to come up as artificial. Exactly. And you might gain some, you might gain some success, but you'll be gaining it in the wrong spaces mm-hmm. because those aren't true to who you are. Yeah, because, like, if, whenever you do something, like, if you if you make something that you love, 
people are going to want to tune in. Right. Listen, watch it, you know, look at it, whatever it is, like, you know, you're making a picture or music or a YouTube video, whatever you do, just go out there and create it. You don't have to be scared to go make something. You don't need like the biggest, you know, best microphone, camera, whatever exactly. it is that you use to create what you're creating. You should just go out there and do it. And if you're doing something that you love, somebody out there somewhere is going to want to look right. at it. Right. And you want to know something I've also realized? That you even going to create something, that's crazy. Because lots of people will say, oh, I'm thinking about doing this. I think I want to do this. I think I want to write a song. I think I want to start a clothing brand. And... I believe it is cool to have, it's it's great to have all those ideas, but to actually execute something and to follow through with something, I mean, that is just that's the coolest thing to me. My one of my friends, um, her name's Nicole, and she came to me one day and said, "Hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing with music," and I said, "Okay, well." that's really cool and she was telling me how she was going to do it and what she was thinking about going about and I was like wow that's so dope I really hope she goes through with it a few I think I want to say the next semester she came to my room and said hey I want to show you something and it was what she talked about to me and I started crying because I'm like this is the coolest thing ever and before you were lost you didn't really know what you were going to do you didn't understand how you were going to do it but you just knew that you wanted to do it and it's that kind of drive and that kind of just 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 passion it's crazy and so half the people who are judging people who are creating stuff don't know how to create stuff exactly half the people who are saying oh that's so weird why would you make something like that well then you go ahead and make something make something better or make something different that you like but i just don't believe in judging people's way of communicating themselves to the world because some people don't even know how to do that in the first place. Mm -hmm. I feel like, especially nowadays with all the social media, it's easy to sit behind your phone, look at something, listen to something, and be like, oh, this is trash, you know, I hate this, this is terrible. But, like, it takes real courage to, like, you know, have that idea, go follow through with it, and put it out into the world because anybody can have an idea in their head. But it takes real courage to like actually go out there to see it through. Like to see it through is crazy. That's just so crazy. I think there there are so many people in this world who want to do all these cool things. They wanna shoot movies. They wanna write songs. They wanna I don't know, open a nail salon. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But so many so many people have that idea. And so many people have those ideas. It's the people who actually have the courage to put themselves out there and look stupid. Oh my gosh. You have I feel like people don't want to look stupid. And that's what you scares have to them. Look stupid. You have got to look dumb. You're gonna fail. You're gonna failure fail. Is part of the process. And but I also I think failure is also the coolest thing ever. And not knowing something, I think that is just so cool. Because if you don't know how to do something, you have to learn. And the best people, the best leaders are students. The yes. best people, Beyonce, for example, oh my gosh, she's someone who I hold dear, near and dear to my heart because I love her work. I think I love her artistry, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, she is involved in every aspect of what she does. And you can tell because 
it's all rehearsed well. The production value is there. But she is so open to not having to do everything and not also being able to say, okay, what do you think this should look like? You know? What do you think this should sound like? And, of course, you know, you have the vision and you know what you want, but bringing in those people who are better than you and surrounding yourself with people who know more than you in a certain aspect, you may have the ideas on how to communicate and know what you want, but you're not going to be able to do everything yourself. And you have to be able to be humble and say, I don't know what I'm doing in this area. Can you please help me, you know? And, like, I, I struggle with that a lot. Because, I mean, every time I'm in, like, a job interview, they ask you, like, what's your biggest weakness? I'm like, I love to do everything myself. I'm a perfectionist mm. to the max. Yeah. If I start something, I'm going to see it through. I know how I want it done. And I know that if I do it, I can get it done yeah. to the best ability that it can. Mm. But you've got to learn that you're not always the best fit for the job. There's always right. someone out there who can do it better than you. And I think you said a good thing because you're saying like you know Beyonce has a whole bunch of people around you her you gotta have people around you that support you fully like you yourself mm-hmm. you, gotta, you know you know that they love you and that they're gonna support you no matter what because yeah. you can't do everything alone you gotta have people around you that support you but I think it's important to also have the right people around you yeah because yeah you don't want people around you that just like support you because you know yeah, you got that gift. You need people that actually care about you as a person. You yeah, know that they love you, mm-hmm. for you one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my friend. My friend, um, he's on my team, and he like choreographs for me and does some stuff, which is gonna be out soon. But um, probably when this comes, no, not when this comes out. This will come up before that cool thing. Mm-hmm. I can't speak too much about. But um. He's just someone who I know. Every time I go to him, I'm like, hey, how do you sound like this? Now, there's some people in my life who will say, oh, my gosh, that sounds so good. I love that. Well, the thing you did there, and will give me no critiques. I hate when people don't give me critiques. It actually makes me very upset mm-hmm. when I say, hey, what can I do better here? And you say nothing? Because ain't nobody perfect. No one's perfect. No one has it all figured out. It might be really cool and really good, but... I love critiques, and so whenever I go to him and I show him music, I love being able to say, what do you think about this? And whenever he says, I don't like this, I'm like, first of all, I'm like, okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. And then he says, he's like, and then he also adds um, a a solution. Or he'll say, this is why I said this, because it sounded like this. But I don't, I think yes men are really dangerous. Yes. Because you'll never grow. You'll never Uh grow if you have people who are just telling you, Yes, this is good. Yes, yes, yes. Because some things are not going to be good. Yeah. And you have to know what people are there that support you and what people are there that support your potential. Mm-hmm. Because some people support your potential, but they don't support the person you're growing into. Exactly. And they're like, "Why? Well, I think you're going to do this thing, so I'm going to support you because I know you're going to get here. But I am not really going to be present for the journey. I just want to see the end goal but the yeah. people who are there for the journey and the end goal man That's those are beautiful. like the people uh-huh shout out to my parents shout out to the parents. i used to i used to hate so much my mom is so great at giving constructive criticism like the best and i used to hate it you know i'd be like you know why you why just like 
support what I'm doing, you know. But she'd have, like, all these constructive criticism points to give, which were valid. And, you know, as I got older and wiser, I kind of realized, you know, what she was doing. She was trying to help me to become a better person. And, like, yeah, you need those people around you who are going to give you that constructive criticism, tell you when things are bad so that you can fix it. Because not everything you do is going to be good, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Mm -hmm. It's part of the failure process. you got to... You got to learn how to how to fail and accept that failure, learn from it, and then move on. And keep it pushing. And keep it pushing because you're going to fail. You can't, you know, you can't have something bad happen to you and then like, oh, I'm defeated. You just got to you just got to keep you going. You got to keep going. And I think um, I find solace in the fact that no matter what happens, life is just going to keep moving forward yep. and time is going to keep moving forward. And so... You can either, after you've done something, you can either spend the time wallowing in that, oh, woe is me, I can't believe that this went wrong, or address, okay, this went wrong, what can we do to fix it, or how can we move forward? Because if you're not moving forward, you're going to get left behind. And life, like, not saying that life doesn't wait for anyone, but I feel like life is just going to keep moving on, and you have to have that flexibility to just understand, like, Things aren't going to always be perfect, but eventually they will get better. Yep. And, yeah, criticism is, like, the best ever. I love, I just love being able to get better. I love, because I, I just, not saying I want to be the best at everything, but I just want to, you know, be I feel like it's valid to want to be the best, you know? <laughs> be, be, I want to, you know, be decent mm-hmm. and really decent. <laughs> so, you know, I love learning how to do things, being a student and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah I relate to that. Shout out Arizona Tea. Um, sponsor me one day, please. LOL. Not sponsored, but it is really good. This is the Southern Style Real, Real Brew Tea. Yeah, it is really good. So, so I don't sponsor a jug, him. A jug of this in my house all summer. <laughs> sponsor him, please. Thank you. Also, shout out to Double Cup. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. I'm patenting this. You should. I should. Can't you really should. Up. Nobody really knows about this. You should, you should patent that. I should. Because people think it's like, you know, derogatory. You know, people be... Drugs, but oh god, this <laughs> oh god, this is really sound okay. engineering. <laughs> you know, you put I don't put someone on my god sister. She texted me and she did the double cup one day and she was like, "Oh my gosh, it's life changing because it really is." You know, you put it in your mouth and it's like this little this little slit right here. You put it between your teeth and you drink and it's like I don't know. Incredible. Something happens in your brain when you do it and it's. A really fun thing to do. Hold on. Give me one second. Mm-hmm. Let me check the laptop. Did it, like, not? Is it stopped? No, I don't think so. Oh. It would be funny if it did, though. You can go ahead. Okay. I hope you know I'm just not going to cut this out at it's all. fine. <laughs> oh, I got my timer just gone. Oh, my. We're good. My computer done turned off. Let's see how much. We're not stopping this, guys. Oh, my god. This is so cool. It really is. Like, this is fun. You were talking about, you know, following through with ideas. I've been thinking about doing this for I don't know how long. And I'm proud of you for doing it. 2021. Yeah, 2021. On my uh, on my YouTube channel, I was like, yo, I got all these ideas and I'm going to I'm going to do I'm going to start podcast. I don't had the dinner views idea for a while. I just been keeping it 
in my head. And then 2021 was a year. Well, 2022 was a year. Yes, that it was. was. Yes, it was. <laughs> but then I did my end of 2022, and I was like, yo, I'm going to do it this year. And I followed through with it. I'm here. I'm, I'm proud doing of interviews. you. And you know what I love? I love that. I can't wait to see the growth from this. Thank you. Because that's going to be really cool. Because, you know, we're checking sound and timers and stuff. And yeah. so one day, I can't wait to see, like, the evolution of this and the evolution of you. I'm just really, I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I'm really proud of you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. New song on the way. These things are true. Let's talk about it. I, okay. I, listen, I did listen to it. You told me to listen to you it. You did? I listened to it three times. Okay. I like how it's like a little, like, you know, <laughs> like club banger, you yeah, know, you're dancing yeah. to it and stuff. Yeah. It's definitely different from what you've been doing. Right. I think that's good. Right. Even though I do like the sad songs. I know. And you know what? The sad songs aren't stopping. Okay. The sad songs aren't, they're not going to stop. They're mm-hmm. just taking a brief intermission. Okay. We'll take it. We'll take because, it. you know what I realized? I'm not that sad anymore. Same. I'm not that sad anymore. The sad music doesn't hit when you're not sad. Right? And then you're like, whoa. Is it all valid still? I mean, yes. And I'm really proud of, like, I Can Fix You is one of my favorite songs. Because lyrically, that song is, like, some, some, of, my, some of my best work. The acoustic version. Right? It's I love it. I love that song so, so much. Good. And it holds, that song, is, like, specifically, I think was a turning point. Because events occurred. Mm-hmm. And um, I harbored a lot of negativity for a long time. And not many people know this, and this is the first time I'm saying this on record, but, like, I have a whole project that probably will never come out. I have a whole EP that's written and, like, demos recorded Mm -hmm. that will just never come out. And I didn't understand why artists um, would say this in interviews. They say, yeah, I have a, a bunch of songs I've written, but they're just never going to come out. I'm like, put those songs out. Like, what do you mean? It's not going to come out. Yeah. But I realized that in writing these songs, it was more therapy than it was for people to actually hear it. In in, in like subliminally, because I, I didn't realize until I had had all the songs and I realized that there was a common theme and literally the theme was... I was basically writing about this situation for 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 such a long time. Mm-hmm. And the songs were explaining the situation literally from its origin to how it ended. Yeah. And so I realized like I can fix you sums up the entire situation. But um I mean that EP will like never I don't know if it'll ever it might one day see the light of day. But I don't know if it'll ever come out. And so I'm just not in that state anymore. And so I was going to release it, but it just didn't feel like me anymore. Mm -hmm. Because I had changed. And so I'm just really excited about it. You got to learn to move on. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. One of my favorite Star Wars quotes, Kylo Ren, he says that you have to let the past die. Kill it if you have to. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be. Mm. You gotta leave the past in the past and move on. You know what I'm saying? Stuff's gonna happen. It is what it is. It's gonna be what's gonna be, and that's that. Yep. Trust God, trust the process, move on. I love saying like the past makes you who you are, but it shouldn't define who you're gonna be. Yes. You know? Amen. Like everyone's been through stuff in life. But if you continue to look at the past and say, wow, 
I don't know how to move forward from this, then you'll never move forward. But if you just keep trying to move forward and keep trying to be different and change for the best, that's just like, you know, what I love. And so I was like, I could keep making songs, but the way the song came about was just crazy. It was kind of unexpected. So, yeah, I'm just really, I'm I'm really excited because it's just such a, Talk To Me is such a, it's such a fun song. And the way it came about is like so crazy. But yeah. So like, does this have like a story or a narrative behind it? or? Oh my gosh. Let me tell you. So the way the song happened, it was late at night. I want to say it was 11 o'clock at night. And in my dorm, every two floors are connected. So one of my friends lived on the 11th floor and I was just, and every floor also has a lounge, the bottom floor of the two connected floors. I was on the lounge, like the communal lounge of those two floors and just sprawled out on the couch. I had been singing all that day, recording videos, recording content um, in the studio. Like I was pooped of music. I didn't want to do anything. One of my friends, Kimi, and shout out Kimi, I love you so much. Um, Kimi knew this guy named Fulano because they had just met on the elevator and talked about fashion. They both love fashion. Fulano's like a big fashion head. So Fulano goes to his room and I can see him from the stairs, but I was like, oh, I don't know who that guy is. I I didn't know these people, by the way. Kimi, my friend was like, oh my God, what you doing up there? Like, what are, y- what are y'all doing? And Fulano's like, yo, we're making this beat right now. And it's like this cool electronic house beat. You should like swing in if you want to. Kimi was like, okay, cool. We'll be up there in a second. So Kimi was like, okay, Christian, I'm going to go up there and see what it's about. Kimi goes up there. I want to say like five minutes later. He's like, Christian. I'm like, yes. He's like, come up here. And I say, no. <laughs> I said, I'm not coming up there. I was like, I don't want to. I'm tired. He was like, Christian, come up here right now. Mm-hmm. I said, no, I'm not coming up. Like, I'm not doing it. He was like, you need to come upstairs. I said, fine. Fine. I'll go upstairs. So I go upstairs and I literally, of the song, all that was playing was like that intro. Mm-hmm. That's all that happened. They had the intro on loop. And then they added the kick. And after that, I heard that and I was like, huh, this is like a thing. Yeah. This is going to be something. So I wrote the first and second verse and recorded in the in the, the bridge basically and in the post chorus, and then Kimi wrote the chorus. But the it, the song format is so weird because it's kind of like verse, pre-chorus, chorus instrumental. It's weird. It's just a weird format. But um, yeah. It from works. there, it it literally happened so quick. The way that song happened, it it, it pretty much wasn't even supposed to be a real song. That's why I think it was... Wow. Yeah, that's why I think it's really special because it's a combination of, like, David and Fulano and they, they're the producers and Kimi and I is, like, mine and then, like, vocals. It's just a bunch of genres blending in together, mm-hmm. which I think is what makes the song so special. But it wasn't even, like, a, a thing. Like, we didn't go in and think, okay, we need to make a song. It was just such a spur-of-the-moment thing, so... Yeah. College is cool that way. Like, you can just be chilling and then. Right? You meet someone and then you meet who they 
known and like you have all these connections. My boy, uh, shout out Shio, love you, man. Um, I remember I was walking back to my dorm from the uh, dining hall, and my boy, uh, my Therm, my roommate at the time, shout out Thurman, love you, Therm. Um, he called me up and he was like, "Yo, Beam, you know, I met this really cool guy," and I was like okay and he was like he lives on our floor i was like all right cool so you know i get up to the sixth floor of our um um dorm and then all the way at the end of the hallway like the last room all the way in the dark go in there and i meet this dude named shio and he's like he's really humble you know i meet him and i'm talking to him and he's like you know you know he like he said he likes to edit and you Mm -hmm. know do photography and videography and stuff he didn't tell me that he had 999,000 followers on TikTok. Oh, okay. Yeah. Humble guy. Mm-hmm. Had this, like, huge, like, multi-thousand dollar camera just sitting in this closet. And yeah. And I was like... Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be friends. Yeah. You know, and he's he's taught me, like, a lot about the creative process, you know, like, indirectly just watching him work. Like, it's cool to see. Yeah. And I feel like that's the great thing about... Like you said, being people who are better than you at what you do, mm-hmm. just by watching them do what they do, you can learn so much. Yeah, yeah. I think college is really cool that way. I think, and specifically, like Berkeley is such a hub of just like creativity and talent. Mm-hmm. It's quite scary. Like everyone there is good at something you know what i mean they're there for a reason now it may not be because i also learned this like everyone who gets to berkeley there they come in on a principal instrument right so for example mine is voice i go there because Mm -hmm. i got into the school because i can sing but there's some people who get in because they can sing but don't want to be artists maybe they want to be a label exec or they want to be a tour manager but they got into the school because they can do a thing for music, right? Really? I yeah. I learned that not everybody wants to be artists, which I was shocked, but that's just because I was living in my bubble and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I want to be an artist, you know? But, um, yeah. So I just realized, like, everyone there is just so crazy. Like, walking down the hallway, you could literally be walking past somebody who's going to be, like, perform. For example, on the Grammys, there was someone who performed on the Latin Grammys who I would just walk past. I didn't know her that That's much, tough. that well. But one day she's just on the TV and they were like, yeah, our friend's on the TV right now. We're like, oh, okay. Um, and so, yeah, like just living in those dorms was such a cool experience because two doors, like the my neighbors were these incredible vocalists. Mm-hmm. And we never pressed any of it, but I just know they were both incredible. And maybe like two doors down is this cool drummer and the floor above is this producer. Y'all just all get together and just make a thing, you know? So it's a cool, it's weird, but it's so cool. So like music school, you know? Because I know like I go to one of the biggest schools in the country. Mm-hmm. Go Terps, sorry, UMD. <laughs> um, you know, every, they be starting on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. People just be partying, partying, mm-hmm. partying, you know? Rats and sororities and stuff. Do you, is that like happening at music school or? Not really. A lot of people. So here's the thing. Our party, like y'all's parties, are our shows. So somebody's always putting on a show. Okay. Like on yeah. a weekend. So instead of saying, "Do you want to this party?" It's like, "Are you going to so and so show?" <laughs> you know what I mean? That you go see everybody, their mama at that uh-huh. show. Um, 
And so everyone there is either in the studio or working on music in their dorm. Or honestly, they're just like having fun. Now, people do have fun, I will say. Yeah. I think I, I this year, am personally like prioritizing fun because I am a workaholic. Like, I know what you mean. I literally, it's so funny. Literally, like what, what Talk to Me happened, um, it was written at like finished at like 3 a.m. in the morning. Like the like the first writing portion of it, mm-hmm. I literally said I'm gonna come in tomorrow and wake up and just come and record these vocals, okay? And I could have just waited, but I just am a person who will work if I like have a vision, you know. Yeah. And that's to my um to my advantage, but also like detriment sometimes, because mm-hmm. I don't know when to stop. Sometimes, like I'll just keep on going, and so that's just something that I've been working on. Um, this year, but everyone there, it's just like, it's a big community, I think, and everyone just supports the each other, and because um, we're all in the music thing, we might be in different aspects, yeah. but the entire school is just music, mm-hmm. and it's it's the best ever. That's good. I'm gonna check the camera to make sure it didn't like. Okay. Yeah, because. We're keeping this in, yes. Film, filming off the phone, you know, it be it gets a little janky sometimes. The recording, overheat, yeah. Okay. One day we gonna have a real camera. Right. I'm excited yeah. for that. I don't forgot what I was about to ask you. It's okay. And now I feel small brain. <laughs> um. Anyway. Right. Yes. Yeah. You're eating. Thank you. Community music school, mm-hmm. trying to trigger my thoughts. You're doing it. It's not really working. You're doing it. Um, you know, let's just take a little tea break. Intermission here, I guess. <laughs> mm. So, have you ever thought about like branching into other types of content yourself? <coughs> I actually have. But they kind of all revolve around music. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really into. You mean like social media content or yeah? Um, I think about that all the time. Um, branching out, and of course, I'm going to eventually. I think right now I'm just really trying to give my all into this music thing. Um, and of course I'm going to show people different aspects of like my, my artistry and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, um, I just, I want to give a hundred percent cause I am a person who likes to know how to do a lot of things, Same. but I also know that there's power in, of course, knowing how to do a lot of things, but having a thing that you do very well mm-hmm. and then building on top of that thing. And that's, so, yeah, that's what I'm trying to learn right now, because, you know, me wanting to be a filmmaker, I want to know how to get good behind the camera, yeah. be a good cinematographer. I want to know how to be a good director, be a good editor. I can act a little bit, too. Exactly. But right now I'm trying to focus on editing and learn how to make nice transitions and stuff. You can make a lot of money, actually, being like mm-hmm. a freelance editor. Mm hmm. I know there's this guy on YouTube that I watch. He, like, quit his day job and just started editing, and now he's, like, making six figures. So, I mean... And that's everything. Yeah. 
like I was saying earlier, you're doing what you love. Mm-hmm. You're not really working for real. So you got to learn how to, even if you do want to branch out and do a whole bunch of stuff. Right. You got to stay focused and get good at that one thing, like you were saying, because that'll make you some money one day. Right. And if you're, I feel like if you're spread too thin, if you get tugged too hard in, in one direction, you're going to break, you mm-hmm. know? Like, time management is something that a lot of people really struggle with, myself included. Um, I think that I used to think I could just spread myself thin and just be involved in everything. But the summer before I started college, I had a vocal injury. I don't know if you remember. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I had a vocal injury, and that was my first time in my life where I couldn't sing. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't that I was on vocal rest. It was like my body was saying, you cannot do this right now. Like, and that was, I've never been able to, I've never not been able to sing. Like, that was terrifying. Because I honestly, like, I was like, hold on. The one thing I've done all my life that's gotten me into school, the one thing that I'm about to go to, like, music school for, mm-hmm. I can't do anymore. Like, yeah. what do you mean I can't sing? Like, I understand not being able to, like, <laughs> this sounds so bad. I understand not having, like, like if I were to, like, I don't know, break my arm, my arm is going to heal. You know what I mean? And if I, if I like, broke my laptop, that's a, that can be replaced. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But those things, they're not such an integral part of who I am. And my voice, I think was just it, it it really lets me question everything and i really like to do some like self-reflection of like okay who am i without this thing you know yeah. like who am i without my voice and so just really taking care of like who you are and not spreading yourself too thin because if you spread yourself too thin your body even if somebody tells you and you don't listen your body will just tell you and say look mm-hmm. i'm gonna stop you right here yeah and you're gonna have to make some decisions or i'm gonna just get worse so yeah i remember you on uh vocal rest during um hunchback of notre dame mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great musical by the way thank you that, that one really little fun. riff you did at the end of act one that was oh esmeralda yeah yeah that was fun great great on the floor the yeah <laughs> I love that musical. <laughs> yes, that was really good. We really did it up, low key. Thank you. Shout out McNamara Theater. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did my thing. <laughs> you know, people that had been at the school for a while came up to me and said, "You know, best show the school's ever did." You know, yes, I was the lead in the. Yes. Play, you know, uh huh. I'm just that guy. I yeah, guess, you are. You really probably, are. Shout out. You know, high school theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is show choir like Glee? Like. Mm-hmm. Okay. I never did show choir. Oh. But. I thought you. I was in jazz choir at, at school? Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh. I wasn't part of that. Okay. Shout out. Miss Sutton, though. I like Glee. Were you a big Glee fan? Was I big? No, actually. I wasn't allowed to watch Glee. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it existed until... So recently? (laughs) Okay, so then maybe I'll get into it now. Maybe I'll get into it now. It's good. It gets a little wonky towards, like, season five because, like, unfortunately, like, people that were in the main cast died in real life. Mm, Yeah. But they kept 
making the episode, so it got yeah. kind of weird. But like, while they were still in high school, mm-hmm. the show was really good. In my yeah. Opinion. Oh yeah, because like they went to college and yeah, and then it got a little. Then people were like, "You're not famous," much. and uh-huh. I am, and you're black, and yeah, yeah. But like, it's really fun, you know. They're like, it's basically High School Musical, but like a lot of High School Musical. My favorite episode, they did this like whole like Britney Spears a thon thing. Great episode. I will say. Berkeley, it's not like high school musical, but there definitely are moments where it's like this would only happen here. (laughs) Like this this is not happening anywhere in the entire world. Like being in the calf. So the I think the the main I don't want to be wrong, but I think the school has like like the most prominent instrument are vocalists. So you'll be in the calf, right? Let's say it's someone's birthday. Corporal harmony, right there. Yeah. Like what? no like someone's actually having a birthday, people are joining, people are riffing. You might even okay. see somebody might even bring out like, I don't know, a sax. I don't know. It'll it'll happen. It really does. And it's it's only happened like a couple of times. And this isn't like an everyday thing. But like the whole calf will join in and say happy birthday. And they're all vocalists, so they're gonna sing. And see when I think of Berkeley, that's the stuff that I think would be happening. Yeah. Like, so just, so it does happen. It I does just happen. Imagine you like fail a test and then like, you know Oh yeah. You walk outside <laughs> and it's raining, you toss the test on the ground. And then you start breaking off into songs no. about how, like, angry you are. Usually the test is a song. <laughs> I remember first semester of college. If, you, if you're about to go into college, my advice to you is don't be an engineer, <laughs> at least at the University of Maryland, because <laughs> you will hate your life. I was an engineer. Thank God that I switched. But I remember I was out here doing computer science projects. In, in calculus exams, yep. and you were clapping, clapping. You and were humming. Clapping, that's what it was. I was, I was clapping like, rhythms in class. Yep, it was finals week, and so there are like main categories of classes. The core classes, it's called core music. It's harmony, ear training. Those are like the big two, and then you have other classes. But core music is like how they develop your ear and your knowledge of music theory and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to hear certain intervals and, like, look at a sheet and just be able to sing what's on the page, which is a crazy skill to have. And it's, like, hard, but yeah, you get better at it over time the more you practice. But basically, you just have to, like... It was so funny because I was like, what are you doing right now? You're probably, like, doing, like, calculus and, like, yeah. writing papers. And we do that, too, Very but it's, cool. like... I was in there just like, no, what it, another thing was, we were studying this, like, scale. Um, I forget what it's called, but they are like, I think it was molded and changed. It was something. But we were studying the scale, and the example they used was bubble guppies. And I texted. Wow. Yeah, it was bubble guppies. Wow. And that was the lesson for the day. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. why I think, I think it's funny. Second semester, I was on the phone with Sean, and he's... He's mad because he has to, like, draw this picture, and I'm complaining because I have to watch this movie and make a Google Slide project, Uh which is basically what I do for fun by making YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And we're, like, 
complaining about it, but like looking back, I was doing calculus exams. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I love is like I always try to like stay grateful and like I love whenever it gets hard, I'm like this is the heart I chose. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I could be doing calculus. <laughs> I could be doing things that I don't enjoy. But I mean I love music so much and I'm also a person people ask me like, Are you nervous ever? About like after music school and I always say no because sorry, I gotta chew this. That's real. I'm not nervous because I know how hard I'll work to get to where I want to be. Yes. You know? And I can't I cannot speak for everybody and I can't speak for everyone in the world. But I know that if there is a brick wall in front of me and there is a gold mine on the other side, mm-hmm. one way or another, I'm busting that wall down. Yes. I'll do whatever it takes to get to that gold mine. You know what I mean? And that's just how I've been my entire life. And so I'll never I'm never like, oh, maybe I should have a plan B. And of course, it's good to have like options. Mm-hmm. But to make, once you start focusing more energy on the options than the thing you actually want to do, you lose all sight and you'll probably never get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when I started doing uh, studying for film, you know, my mom was like, do a double major so you have a backup plan. But like, I'm doing everything in my power so that after I graduate, I don't have to be sitting in an office doing right. information science related work. Mm-hmm. That's why you know I might I want to become a freelance editor, you know maybe a videographer or something, so I can, you know if I become an editor I can sit at home work from right. home, make it like money. do everything, like doing everything in your power to make sure that you're like, do what you want to do. Yeah. That's a thing that not everyone has. Exactly. And I'm realizing that, too. Like, not everyone has the drive and not everyone has the willpower to just hone in mm-hmm. and just focus. And I think that's what makes the creatives who really want to do it separate from, like, the rest of the world. Because there are some creatives who I know who don't have that gonna-get-it-done-at-all-cost type feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's the people who are like, this is going to happen one one way or another. Those, ooh, Jesus, those are the people who really like do the things. So yeah, like that's I don't I don't know how to describe it, but like that's how I felt about engineering because like you do have to be creative to be an engineer. Yeah, but like, you do. You have to know the exact formula to do this. You gotta yeah. know the exact this to do that, and there's so much like. Your brain is limited to this, like, straight line yeah. thing. And my brain is, like, squiggly. Like, it's yeah. an explosion mm-hmm. of stuff up in there. And I needed to be able to express that creativity. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big reason I like I love doing makeup is because, um, one, I love it. It's just so fun. But also... I would tell people when they used to come to the place I worked at, um, I tell them, you don't need all these certain products to get to this end result. Mm -hmm. If you really want to make this happen, you'll find a way to make it happen. You know what I mean? And so I would recommend them this thing. I'm like, look, 
you take a look at this this thing. This will you might have to work a little bit harder to get this result, but you'll get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so not everyone's brain works the same and not everyone can just do not I don't want to say normal things, but not everyone can just do like I I guess in a part in part settle for something I want to do, but some people are willing to do that, which I'm 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 learning more and more about. Yeah. I ain't built that way. Like, I'm gonna just if mm-mm. I if I absolutely have to work in a work in an office after college, you know. If I have to, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. Yeah. Save up money so I can do the creative stuff, but yeah. you know I feel like it's like I'm it's trying like, not to if I don't got to. Yeah, it's like doing what you have to do to do what you want to do. Yeah. You know? That's a lot. That's the thing. I think that's why I think a lot. Some people leave Berkeley because, and honestly, stop doing music in general mm-hmm. because I think they realize that it's not just about making music. And once you realize that music is maybe like the music, even though it's people here, mm-hmm. that's like fifteen percent of everything you need to do. To do music. It's a business for real. It's such a big business and it's such a it's a lot of work. And I think if you aren't willing to sacrifice the time to put in the work, I think some people get nervous and they get scared, honestly. They get scared. A lot of people run away and they shy. It's it's intimidating, it is. Especially, especially if you're like the first to do something, yeah. or if you're the first in this space, um, that can be terrifying because you have to be the one to 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 chart these unknown like paths, mm-hmm. and it, it, there's no like there are so many there are so many like people who have. They say, oh, my gosh, I saw this person do it, so I'm going to do it, too. But what if you don't have that? What if you don't have that person? You're like, oh, my gosh, they did it, so I can do that, too. That's a big reason I do it, because for a long time, I didn't see somebody who necessarily looked like me in the media or looked like looked like what I wanted to do or did what I wanted to do. And once I realized, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it, and it's scary, and I don't know what's going to happen, but I think I'll regret it more if I don't do it. Mm-hmm. And that's just been, like, something I've noticed about myself. Like, the the real me is going to claw its way out one way or another, and that's what I'm, like, really grateful about. That's good. Yeah. Well, um... You know, I feel like, you know, it's getting 55 minutes is pretty. That's really good. That's pretty good. Um, it is. Do you have any questions? I'll, I'll give you one free interview question. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have any questions. I'm really proud of you. Thank You're you. eating. Thank you. You're eating. This, this was is fun. So cool. This was fun. I love this. This is so good. And the food is good, too. Are you going to have that last sushi? Can I have it? Of course. Okay, yeah, I can. You're the, you're the interview. Thank you. I'm going to eat it. That's yours. And with my hands. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I'm a podcaster now, I guess. You are. I was, I was saying to Christian earlier, like, 
you know, I, I have my YouTube channels and I I try to be like as what's the word? Um authentic as possible, but like even on YouTube, you know, you gotta you gotta try to have that like YouTuber energy. You gotta be like, yeah, like what's, what's up, up guys? Like, <laughs> What is up, Bean Team? It's your boy King, but you know, you yes. know, you gotta, you gotta have that like energy. But like, I feel like with the podcast, I can just like you know, chill and vibe. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm I'm a really like laid back person, real in general. But my brain can get a little wild sometimes. But um, yeah, that was that was the Christian Emin episode. Woo! Um, Shout your stuff out. People need to go and um, you can follow watch. me on TikTok and Instagram at Christian Emin Official and on Twitter and Facebook at Christian Emin with two N's. You know, Twitter's called X now, unfortunately. So, girl, yeah, X. I'm not saying you can follow me on X. <laughs> I'm not saying that. So I don't know what you're going to say, but I'm not saying that. <laughs> You can follow me on the thing formerly known as Twitter, um, yes. or Christian Christian Inman with two ends, and talk to me. I think it'll be out when this comes out. This will come out on September fifteenth. Oh my gosh! That's a Friday. When is Talk to Me come out? September eighth. So okay. the week before. All right. Oh, so then like this will be like a little like yeah yeah promo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's lit. Hope y'all love the song. It I'm really will. excited. I'm really excited. It's kind of scary, but it's exciting yeah. at the same time. I don't know how to like end a podcast. Oh yeah. Do you just like end it? Dinner views. I don't know, like You just watched Dinner Views. <laughs> Tune in next time <laughs> for more for more Dinner Views. Dinner views. Yes. Yeah. That's good. See, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get big, and then we're gonna have like a whole a thing team back there. Yeah, there'll be a team. People can clap after the episode. Oh my gosh, done. do you want that? Do you want that? Yes. Woo! Yeah, guys, we did it. And then and then and then you can stack that right there and loop it, and then create like a big applause. Yes. Woo! Yeah. I'm woo, gonna do yeah. that. I'm gonna woo, do that. Yeah. You can like do that now. There you go. Give yes. all the sound bites. Period. See, that's when we need little sound bites when I when I edit this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been real. It's been real. <laughs> King Beam. Yeah. That was that was fun. Yay! Yeah.